0: All right, it's the DT Difference. It's 30 years experience in the game, DT Systems. E-collars we've been using for a while now, but let's quickly talk about their dummy launchers. They got the Super Pro Dummy Launcher and the Remote Dummy Launcher. It's a great way for you and your dog to get ready for duck season. Loud bangs, make sure your dog's cool with gunfire before you use it. But I want you to add it to your repertoire, bag of tricks, and get you and your dog ready for duck season. It's the Super Pro Dummy Launcher launcher by DT. Hashtag man's bass kennel, it's Gunner Kennel's baby. It's a kit. We had Addison on the, the podcast, a phenomenal dude, always innovating our industry. And one of the things that he brought up is it's a kit. It's not just the kennel itself. You've got the fan 2.0 for your summer, right? Like it's hot out, we got to keep that dog cool. In wintertime, you've got the all weather kit, keeps that poor body temperature in there so the dog doesn't have to work as hard to stay warm. They also have the magnetic door accessory that keeps that body temperature in there. And then the straps. Everybody thinks like, oh, just go to home depot and get the cheapo straps well listen they developed these straps so that basically you can lift a vw bug with the two straps so if you were to get in a car accident on the way to the duck blind or the training grounds that dog is going to be beyond strapped and stay safe check it out gunner kennels baby slide in the dms will hook you up have you wondered if you want to force fetch your dog maybe you think your dog's too soft Maybe you're too nervous to screw, quote unquote, screw your dog up. Let me help you. I built a start to finish course with different dogs, different breeds and different personalities from start to finish to show you how that you and your dog can do it successfully and easy. Jump in. Links in the description. We'd be happy to help you. Let's go. Let's set goals and get you and your dog where you want to be this duck season. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Lone Ducks Gun Dog Chronicles. This is episode 43. Welcome to the sh- 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 show, baby. It's Bob, and Kevin is on the hook here, and we are going to do a fun episode. I've had so many questions in regards to force fetch that this episode is going to be dedicated to the cause, to... Force Fetch to all your questions, Instagram Live. A lot of people sent us questions not regarding Force Fetch, so we're going to cover those as well. But if you've thought about Force Fetch, if you've wondered how to do it, or your dog's struggling with X, Y, and Z, I'm hoping this episode helps you. Now, before we get into the old sponsor stuff, I want to give a shout-out to all of you listening. The podcast is growing people are listening and enjoying and subscribing and five-star reviewing and leaving reviews and kevin and i have read through all of them so all of you who have taken a minute out of your day to leave a review we've read them and we salute you and thank you because it means a lot to us for putting a lot of hard work into this bad boy and you guys care enough to leave a message so kev who do we want to give a quick shout out to captain wagner cap capitan had a uh recent review that we greatly appreciate uh listened to a lot of different podcasts youtube and read some different books most are really easy to follow but this is the most no nonsense type of information that he's consumed and uh that's awesome man thank you that that's good to hear and Glad that we can help support you uh, in your first gun dog pup. Um, had someone, Papa Nizzy, my man, said he wants to quit Papa, his job. Papa Nizzy. Yep. Big Papa wants to quit his job uh, every day and start a kennel. Loves what we're doing. Keep up the awesome work. I appreciate it. And also support you starting a kennel, baby. Get it? I got Dude, that name, Papa Nizzy. I've got so many one-liners that I can't do here. So, Big Papa. Dude, hey, thank you guys so much. So if you do dig the podcast, it does really, truly mean a lot to us that you leave a review and you hit the stars you think we have earned. Um, I also want to give a shout-out to Foul Front Waterfowl Podcast. Now, these guys, this is pretty cool, okay? So this dude, he has... He similar to us. I mean, he interviews cool people. He talks Good show. Ab- yeah. He talks about hunting and, and the things he's doing out there. But every couple of weeks he does a podcast review and old lone D gun chronicles has been in his top 10 and even dipped into the top five a few times. So it means a lot to us that you guys are enjoying the show and, other podcast, you know, podcasters are listening and tuning in and enjoying it. So shout out to that, gentlemen. Thank you. Maybe we'll have to do a co-podcast Ooh, together. That'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. That'd hey, be really If you're good. listening. Yeah. We should Hit us do up. Something. Let's that'd do this. Um, but it, it's now we'll know if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. But it's been a fun journey. There's a lot more coming down the pipes for 2020. There's a lot of cool projects on the hook, and we've got some cool interviews coming up in the next few episodes, so stay tuned. But I want to give a, another shout-out to the Yukanooba, baby. you see their new website? I did. It looks good. They just launched a couple days ago. There's a handsome-looking devil with a cute little dog in the ambassador page. Handsome's a strong word, buddy. Listen. I would say average... To slightly, maybe above average when I have a mustache. The dog was <laughs> handsome. <laughs> Old, little brew man. Little brew dogs on Old there. Old brew dog and I. Yeah, thank you, Yukanuba, for for that. But their new website is going to be dedicated to educating on nutrition as well as training tips. So um, I've written some articles for their website as well as other uh, uzzer, Buzzer. Couple Buzzer other people. Other trainers have written articles. So it's going to be a resource for not only like dog food and dog nutrition, but training and advice. Um, and you'll have a lot of us guys out and guys and girls out there who do what we do that you can bounce ideas off of and, and ask for advice for. So they've got a lot of cool stuff coming down the pipes for their 2020. Yep. And so stay tuned with them. You can find them at you sporting dog on Instagram. Next up is old Gunner Kennels, baby. And Gunner Kennels is still, they are hands down the nicest unit. My buddy Nick, and if you remember Huey who ran NAVDA. I don't remember Huey. Are you for real? No. Was he the perfect dog? Oh, yeah. You're not supposed to say perfect score. I know. I see what you're doing, Kevin. Kevin's kidding, everyone. That was a good joke. Hmm. Hugh Bega got the old perfect score, but you're not supposed to say perfect score in Nevada. He got the old prize one in utility. Perfect score. <laughs> <laughs> and Nick got himself a gunner kennel. And so this weekend, we were hunting back and forth, and it was cold, and we had Hugh Bega back there in the gunner kennel. And just, you know, you feel good riding down the road knowing that they're safe in that bad boy. And they've got kennel covers, insulated kennel covers. So, as it got, as it got, slash now it is, cold up here in New York and wherever you are from, you know, they stay toasty in there. Um, old Buck, his Gunner Kennel has one of those memory foam. It's a real nice orthopedic. Orthopedic. Dog bed. Yeah. So, they've got some phenomenal products that aren't just Gunner Kennels, they are other dog products that. You know, quality is king, man. And when you do it right, people pay attention. And so if you don't already, at Gunner Kennels, check them out on Instagram Slam, baby. And then Waypoint Outdoor Collective. They help host us. They help our analytics. And they help us keeping connected with you guys. So thank you to them. You can check them out on Instagram as well. Um, Now, force fetch. Let's get into the show, Kev. force fetch So, force fetch. The most what do I want to call it? The most frequently asked. It's definitely the most frequently asked question I get, but it maybe misinterpreted, misunderstood training out there along with e-collar those are the two things that I think get the most – people just don't understand it, right? So you don't know what you don't know, and maybe you haven't done it before and you've only heard things. So a lot of things I get from people will be like, my dog's really soft, so I'm not going to force-fetch it. People say that all the time. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That's Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're soft. If you – train it then you just do it differently than the ones that aren't soft you the process is the same this whole process that i'm about to explain to people and how i do it is the exact same the intensity level on the e-collar is different the firmness of the pinch of the ear is different the everything sliding scale every dog is different i i could right now i'm force-fetching Three dogs on the table, six dogs on the ground, and two dogs to a pile. So how many is that? Five. I don't know, somebody six, can seven, write eight, in and help. Nine, ten. That's ten dogs in some form of force fetch. Do you think all those dogs are hard or soft? No, they're all different. And even the brothers Cruise puppies, every single one of them is different. They all tend to actually be on the soft side. You know, on the e-collar, they're very low on the e-collar. They get a little flinchy, if you will, and they get a little nervous about pressure. Well, guess what? Don't do a lot of pressure. Right. Teach, show, slow down. Sometimes you need to ramp up the pressure and get them through it. But generally speaking, the answer is it's a process. It's a training technique. It's a method that... No matter how hard-headed or tough or stubborn or whatever, that's not why we force-fetch. We force-fetch. Force-fetch, let me back up. Yeah, let's let's back up to the foundation of life. Force-fetch is to teach the dog how to learn. Force-fetch isn't to teach the dog how to pick something up and hang on to it and hold it until you tell him to give it to you. That's the end product. Force-fetch is teaching the dog... How to learn, how to turn pressure off, how to comply quickly to get praise, how to turn pressure off to get positive reinforcement on the other end. So this isn't necessarily negative training at all. This is uncomfortable, comfortable, and praise. Uncomfortable, comfortable, and praise. So that uncomfortable can that's your sliding scale that kevin said so i mean i had one dog in south carolina when i worked for ret that was he he was so his tolerance for quote-unquote pain was so high that he i mean you could pinch his ear as hard as you want he was just like hey buddy how you doing like wagging his tail happy as can be didn't feel a thing Just like some people are that way. You could gash somebody in the thigh and they're like, you know, it's a two. It doesn't hurt that bad. And then you could get a little paper cut on your finger and be like, I think we need to go to the hospital. I think I need stitches. You know, like I'm going to faint. I see blood. Right. Like there's that person and the person who gets, you know, a bloody nose and doesn't care. Right. One person with a bloody nose is going to walk right through it. The other one's going to cry. Which person are you? I actually think I'm on the, the tough side. Like not much makes me I think it's more hard headedness though. Nah, yeah, but I don't know. I don't get hurt that easily. I don't feel I mean, my heart hurts when you <laughs> hurt my feelings, <laughs> but my physical my physical pain tolerance is pretty high. So um so so it's it's the but, foundation of it is to teach how to, to turn pon- pressure on and off. Exactly. So or how to turn pressure off. How to and comply quickly right. to get praise. So, the whole goal is if you do it bang, 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 you're going to get praise. So, let's walk through this process, right? So, if you keep in mind that this process isn't just to teach them to pick something up and hang on to it, it's to teach them to learn, you're going to be better off. Now, I'm going to take a step back too and say the e collar is the same, right? So, that e collar has that negative connotation. And there are people who are not e-collar people. And what I would say to that is it's another training tool. If I told you don't use treats for your puppy, you'd be like, well, okay. I could get the job done and teach that puppy to sit. But dang, it's easier to teach you to sit with a treat. So if I've taught it properly and I've used it the correct way, it's just another great training tool. So... There should be no negative connotations. This is 2019, people. We should be open-minded. open-minded. This, is, yeah. this is some PC culture, okay? So e-collar doesn't mean bad or bad dog. And force fetch doesn't mean bad dog. He needs to be forced to hold it and retrieve. He's hard-mouthed or my dog's a natural retriever and he doesn't need force fetch. Yeah, but what do you do if you if he drops that crippled duck? You got no tool in the tool belt to give him to pick it up, right? And then if you want to do advanced training like blind retrieves, this system that we build and teach helps him or her learn how to run a blind and how to cast and handle and sit to a whistle in a timely fan manner. Okay, so. it's I think something that you hit on that's really important is building block. Every single thing is. We work on this. We solidify where we're at. We get comfortable with it. We can do this this yeah. process. Great then point. we build on it. So you, if you look at from a building block, or like a lot of people will use it like a chain, links in a chain. Woo! Shout out Shady Acres. Sent somebody. That's West Chester. Oh yeah, my man, Western. Appreciate my it, man. Western. Sent some in, pup info. Is he still in Nebraska? West, are you still in Nebraska hunting big bucks? Maybe Iowa. I forget where you are. but Do you shoot trees like Bob does? Easy. That's for another podcast. Force Fetch. Yeah. Let's get back to Force fetch. So, if you look at it like a building block or chains in a chain link, you know... Chain. Chain. Okay? <laughs> if one of those chains is weak or missing, branch, right? you're going to have a breakdown. So, if you didn't do a stage properly, a link properly... Somewhere uh, further down that chain, it's going to show. It's going to be brittle. It's going to be weak. It's going to break. So, for instance, right now, I have a dog. His name's John John. He's from Long Island. John John. I love him to death. Good dog. One of the crew's puppies. But his force fetch, there's something I didn't solidify. And so, he had a breakdown last week. And so, this week, today's only Tuesday, but this week, I've revisited a few things. I'm going backwards to make sure, okay, at what point does his chink in the link, link in the chain, I don't know. Go with me. Work with me, everyone. Where is it brittle? Why isn't he understanding the next step? There's somewhere in my process that he's not sure of. So I'm taking steps backwards to then move forward, okay? Okay. For such, let's just do this thing. I don't know why I'm still explaining stuff. I start with hold. I don't hammer hold. So, I want to say that up front. Now, here's how I do it. There's many different ways. Some people put a leather glove on their hand and stick that in their mouth. All right, everybody, everybody watching on Instagram live, you put their hand your hand in their mouth like this with your fingers and thumb, like gripping their bottom jaw with that leather glove. And basically you just get it in there and gently hold them and they're going to resist and they're going to wrestle and they're going to try and spit you, your hand out. And you just kind of hold on gently until they relax and sort of submit to having that in their mouth and your, your right hands in their mouth and your left hand, just patting them. Hold, hold, hold. Good. Easy. Easy stroke them under the chin, stroke them behind the ears, pet their back, calm them down, relax them, good dog. I go straight to a paint roller. So I think you there are extra steps that a lot of people put into force fetch that don't need to be there. And so each step, maybe I'm going to, like, digress in each step and be like, some people do this. I think it takes more time. Some people do this. I think that's necessary or unnecessary. Um, so I'm going to add those pieces in. I think the glove is one way to do it. I don't think it's wrong. I just don't do it. It takes up time. So when I have four months to train a dog and four to eight weeks to force fetch a dog properly, I don't do it. I just go straight to a paint roller. Now, there's other there's two other ways to start this process one you can put them on a force fetch table you can take the time and build a force fetch table get them elevated off the ground link them up to a pulley system so they can't get away i have one now i have one at my training grounds that i use but for a long time i didn't have one and when we were at rets, i didn't have one so i would put them i'd put baby in a corner patrick swayze What was that? dirty dancing Nobody puts baby in a corner. Come on. I don't know. Some someone watching this is going to get that. All right. Anyway, so I'm going to put them in a corner and put them in between my legs. Okay. So I got them. I'm sitting in a chair. Their butt is in the corner and they're right here and I'm petting them loving on them. And then I insert said paint roller into their mouth and I'll take my I'm a righty. So I'll take my left hand and kind of open the jaw. And with my right hand, I'm going to take my uh, index finger and pry that mouth open and use my thumb to push that bumper in or paint roller in, excuse me, okay? So they're not just automatically going to accept this paint roller into their mouth. They're going to dislike it. They're going to be like, oh, what is this? Honk. Wait, well, I don't want that thing in my mouth. Get that out of here. Or they'll hold it for a second and then get out of here. Your job is to keep the dog relaxed, quote unquote, relaxed, calm, and manage the bucking bronco. They're going to be like, no, 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 no. Nobody put the baby in this corner. I don't want to be in here. And now you're shoving something in my mouth. I'm out. So they're going to buck. They're going to move. They're going to wrestle. And all your job is for session one, two, and probably three is to get them to say, hmm, this isn't so bad. He pets me or she pets me. I'm calm. I'm relaxed. I'll just hang on to this thing. How long, how long does that session one, two, and three take? Is it 25 minutes? No. good question. These sessions are... Five to ten minutes long. Ten minutes is a long time. Okay. It for the whole five no, okay, minutes? yeah. Great question, Kev. So, reps. These things are reps, okay? So, I want to do 30 reps per five minutes. Or whatever the case may be. But, you know, five reps of having that thing go in their mouth and they just hang on to it. It's not good you want to do the more reps the better so have them hold it for three seconds as soon as they submit and they aren't spitting it or rolling it or chomping it they submit to having it in their mouth and they just hold good give good dog pet them pat them, them pet them pet them put it back in their mouth fetch boom put it in their mouth hold you can pop them under their jaw you can pop them on top of the nose you can hold their muzzle and just kind of hold um, I'll also grab with my left hand, I'll grab that collar or the chain or something. And I'll just like string them up by it a little bit. So I'll create tension depending on the dog and depending on their stress or their wrestling of it. I'll hold that collar up. Now they're like, Ugh, he's got me. He's got me. And now he's not worried about chomping or spitting because he's like, Ugh. and then you relax him. And then he relaxes and then good give. So depending on their fight and spit and all that weirdness that they can do, I'm going to adjust. So if they're opening and closing their mouth and like chomping a little bit on that bumper or the, the paint roller, I might bump them under the chin and say, hold. And then I'll pet their chin and then bump them and then pet their chin. Good. Hold. Easy. Good. Bump. Bump. Good. Hold. Good. If they're really kind of wrestling and trying to get away, I'll string them up a little bit by that collar and I'll hold them a little bit. until So it's giving them something else to think about. You're creating a little tension somewhere else and so they're not so much thinking about chomping or spitting or rolling and then they relax and then good dog give. Um, And basically the two different methods for some people, one method that I don't abide by would be you get that dog doing everything with hold. Healing, sitting, delivering over here, doing this, jumping over here, doing that. And you've got a strict hold. You can go up. People do up and down, the like back and forth and heel and here and all that stuff. Hold. That's a waste of time in my book. Hold is just to teach the dog to submit to having something in their mouth Don't chomp it, don't spit it, don't roll it. Relax with it in there. Everything's good once it's in there. Relax, good dog, easy, good. Okay? I think you can spend way too much time on hold when you could be spending that on ear pinch. So to answer, to go back to Kevin's comment a second ago, I like reps. Dogs understand by doing reps. They don't understand three times and they've got it. No, they understand 300 times and they've got it. So I do a lot of, and I say fetch just to introduce the word, but it doesn't mean anything to them. So I'll be like, fetch, good, hold, hold, hold. They're holding it five seconds later. Good. Give boom. Fetch. Good. I don't like hang out there for 30 seconds and, do anything else like boom hold good give good hold good give good hold and i'm getting reps in that five eight minute session and then i put them down on the ground we do a little obedience love on them good you're done so it's a quick session positive it should not be a negative it's just calm them down get them relaxed with having something in their mouth and we're good now to go back to why I don't do a massive hold and have them walk around do all this dumb stuff holding hammers and dumbbells and beer bottles and this and that, and they'll hold anything. I don't need him to hold a damn hammer. He's not a carpenter. He's a duck dog. I need him to hold ducks, doves, pheasants, chucker, quail, boom, boom. I need that. I don't need the rest. I think people do a lot of unnecessary things during forest fetch remember force fetch is teaching them to turn on and off pressure and get compliance quickly and learn how to learn. So don't do hold like crazy. Don't do any of that hammers and weird stuff because that's just creating unneeded stress on the dog and like stupid. You don't have to do that. He's not learning anything from it. So now here's how I do it. Here's my method. Once I've got them after three to five or eight sessions of hold where they're really eight's too many, I shouldn't even said eight, three to five, and it, but maybe it takes you eight. I, I do it all the time. I've done it a lot. So maybe my three to five is your eight to 12. I don't know. But my point is once I understand and notice that they're complying, they're relaxed and they're hanging on to it for 10 seconds without spitting, rolling it or chewing it and wanting it done. We're moving on. I start with e, uh, ear pinch. So, ear pinch. I'll have their e collar on or a flat buckle collar. Again, you can do it in between your legs, into a corner, or you could have them on a table, or you could be sitting on a bucket. But I like them where I've got some control. I'm going to fold their. I'm left or I'm a righty, so I need control with my right hand for that bumper or. Really, I just use this. I still use a paint roller for this. My left hand has control of the dog, and I fold that ear over. And so, if I'm using my left hand, I've got their right ear. right ear. Okay, so I fold it over, and I pinch, and I don't pinch very hard. Like if I pinched you, Kevin, it would be like, "What are you doing?" Right? Not ah, dang, or I, you know, I'm not digging in with my fingernail in like tiny little pinch where it makes a red mark just yet, okay? Now listen, we might. I'm going to get into that. We might be digging in. Stick with me. But for the first few, I'm just putting a little bit of weirdness to him. What is that? Why is he doing that? This is a weird feeling. I'm not crushing souls. I'm not making it real uncomfortable. It's just... Light to medium ear pinch pressure against that collar, and I'm still doing the same thing. Middle finger or index finger opens her mouth. Thumb pushes the bumper or paint roller. Again, I use the paint roller, but roll that sucker in. So all of you on Instagram, here you go. Op- like this goes on the opposite side. It does look kind of funny on Instagram right now. No, I'm I know. Kidding. That's why I'm doing it. It oh, is okay. funny, but <laughs> middle finger to y'all. Right into their mouth like right here okay and i'm gonna well it'd be like i don't know i can't do it on myself but (laughs) you're going to take your middle finger or index finger and you're gonna open their jaw and push the bumper or paint roller in with your thumb and now these stay under the jaw and this stays in front of the mouth so this is your hold good and then you pat Hold, tap them underneath and then their jaw. Hold. And, and the thumb in. is if they're going to spit it out. Right. The thumb You're is right in there. front of their face so that it can't spit it out. Exactly. And then my left hand is on the collar still, and I'm petting, but I've got control of that head. So if he thrashes or drops it or does anything dumb, I've got control of the dog. But into the mouth, and then hold. Good. Good. Hold. Good. Okay? So that's literally... Session one is five to eight minutes, and that's all you're doing. Light pressure on the ear. It's weird. It's uncomfortable. It's different. I'm not sure what this is. Get it in their mouth. As soon as it's in their mouth, take the pressure off the ear. Instantaneous. As soon as it's in their mouth, instantaneous and praise. Good boy. Good girl. Oh, good. Easy. Now, I'm not, oh, my God, you did so good. Most of the time, I'm going to go 98%. I'm not making this a massive deal because what they're going to do is like and spit. Okay. No, that makes sense. So if you get them overly jacked up, they're going to be like overly jacked up and spit it. Now you got to put it back in their mouth. It's like when you're teaching a dog heel, you can't get them overly too excited when they're in heel and doing good because then they'll start dancing and running and playing and we're having fun now. Mm -hmm. You got to manage their excitement level and you got to manage the praise. Because sometimes over-praising will get them to be weird, act, act over-excited, and, and disbehave. Right. Misbehave. So, misbehave, not disbehave. I'm struggling tonight with my brain, buddy. My words are all messed. So, anyway, so I've, I'm now starting ear pinch. This is session one. Very light. Of ear pinch. Of ear pinch. Okay? Now, some people stop... Re- doing retrieves during force fetch. I do not. I keep throwing retrieves during force fetch. So, we should dive into this too. So, again, if everybody can see. We're stick, doing a f- full full, full till, this is full, full frontal. Full frontal force fetch. Dang. Alliteration. Full I don't frontal, think we frontal can force fetch episode, full frontal force fetch. No, we can't, but I like it. Yeah, I like it too. All right, so Remember where we are. This is session one, ear pinch. Okay? Now, again, you're going to read articles. You're going to read blog posts. You're going to watch videos that say, as soon as you start force fetch, no more retrieves for that dog. Why do people say that? Because they don't want bad habits retrieving out in the field to be affected by force fetch. And they don't want force fetch to be affected by the retrieving out in the field. So why do you continue? Because I can teach that dog a hell of a lot in six to eight weeks on how to mark, how to hunt, how to use their eyes, how to use their nose, increase distance on their marks, increase obedience out in the field, have fun. So force fetch, for some dogs, is a breeze. Like, they don't really get bummed out. Their energy level doesn't get too, it doesn't change, right? They still love doing everything. Now, some dogs, they do get bummed out. Because it's not that fun. It's like, man, you're cranking on my ear. Man, you're getting me on the e-collar. This is boring, right? It's just straight boring to them. Well, guess what? They get an outlet. If I still throw them marks, they get an outlet to let that excitement and that anxiousness and that whatever out. Like, let it out, baby. But I can teach them. I can show them how to mark. I can show them how to swim. I can show them how to get in and out of water. I can do a lot of good stuff. But the key to this is I don't enforce anything quote unquote force fetch wise in the field. So let's say I've got a dog day one on ear pinch and that sucker goes and picks up a bird or a bumper and drops it 10 feet from me. I don't tell him fetch. I don't tell him hold. I don't tell him pick it up or get it, buddy. Come on, bring it all the way here. I don't coax them to go back and get it and bring it to me. Screw it. I'm a walk out grab that bird or bumper and we're going to throw another mark now week two dog goes out week two of force fetch dogs doing pretty good at force fetch he goes out and picks up a bird drops it 10 feet away from me i do not coax him to go back and get it i do not coax him to hold it i do not coax him to fetch it i walk out there pick that bird up and we do another mark Until I know force fetch is done and instilled in that dog, I don't ask them or encourage them or coax them or hope that they do it. I wait until I know force fetch is done to have an expectation you can't have an expectation if they're not all the way done right and so that's why the people who don't do retrieves during forest fetch that's their like gripe is like well you're allowing it to do it for weeks while you're teaching him to hold and fetch this thing you're teaching him for weeks that it's okay to drop it at your feet yeah but bro i can teach him to hold that thing once he's done with forest fetch i can have him in three days of marks Healing, sitting, holding, delivering the hand beautifully if he's taught properly, if I've waited to the right time, and then I say, you know what? The sucker knows. Today's the day. He drops it 10 feet away. No fetch. And I give either ear pinch or e-collar pressure to that bumper or bird. He goes and picks it up. Here he'll sit. Good dog. Bang. All right, throw the bird again. Hold on. Throw the bird again. He drops it 10 feet away. No fetch. Goes and picks it up. Here he'll sit, good dog, delivers the hand, throw the bird, goes and gets it, delivers a here, he'll sit. I'm telling you, I've done it so many times that if you do the process that I'm going to keep finishing up here, and you wait until you know that that dog understands the F word, fetch, means he better pick that thing up and he better bring it to you. Then you can do it reliably in the field. You're not going to create a bad taste in his mouth in the field. You're going to create, oh, this is it. Bang. Go pick it up. Good dog. Heel. Sit. Give. Go do it again. Go do it again. And now you're creating reps in the field with a little bit of pressure, but it's like, ooh, I think he means now they all of a sudden are like that link in the chain connects, and now you've got it. Okay, so for a little while you've had a separation in that link of the chain. Now we're about to freaking weld it together, baby. And I'm telling you, within one week, within saying today, I'm gonna. He understands, and I'm gonna start enforcing it in the field. Within 20 marks, they got it. If you didn't do it right, that's not gonna be the case. So we had a really good question uh, come in from. Dogstagram, lab name Max. Have you ever had to put a dog through Force Fetch more than once? Now time out. Did you just say dogstagram or his thing's dogstagram? His lamb his name is Lab Name Max, but I do kinda like dogstagram. For dogs. Alright, lab name Max. I like lab name Max. I don't know if I like a per- a dogstagram. That's there somebody at it's some awkward. point is gonna make a social Kevin media. Kevin has of... at Birdie underscore and underscore Covey underscore. It's true. Is that a dogstagram? It is a Dogstagram. That's not a real thing, everyone. Somebody rich is going to make something like that for social media for dogs. All right. What so much question? All right, Lab Name Max. I'm sorry. Have you ever had mess. to put a dog through force fetch more than once? Yes. Why? What was the, the quote trigger of being like, we got to reset? Okay. Um, dogs I have force fetched. I've never had to redo. Like from the beginning. But earlier in this live episode, I talked about John John, where this exact instance I, that I just described, he, we threw a mark. He picked it up. He started coming halfway back. He dropped it, took a leak, and then didn't pick it back up. Okay, bud. Bad life choice. Fetch. Put a little pressure on him. Started getting weird. Started freaking out. What are you asking me to do? I don't I don't get it. So I walked him to the bird. Fetch with pressure, picks it up. I sat him down right there. Walked all the way back to line. Here, he held that bird the whole time. Heel set, good dog. Threw another mark. He went out, picked that bird up. Got distracted by something else, dropped the bird. I said, "Okay, bud, we're gonna have this fetch." He got a little weird, and now I'm thinking, "There's a chink in my armor. There's a chink in my link." There's something in his brain that's saying, I don't know what you're asking me to do. So I've taken a step back, and now we're like, oh, yesterday and today, he's like smashing it. So I don't understand why Friday was a rough day for him, and then Monday, Tuesday, he's crushing. I I can't ask him. He's a dog. But I've taken a couple steps back. I've slowed it down. I've made it really positive and very, like, happy-go-lucky And he's doing a lot better. So, what have you. Now, so, again, to get back to Dogstagram guy, Lab Name Max. It's great. It's catching on. For the dogs that I've done, yes, I've had to take steps backwards to build that to make sure that, like, okay, there's something here that they're missing. I'm going to take a step back. Okay, here it is. And I, I analyze and I look at it and I tweak it. And maybe they just needed three more days of walking fetch or three more days of ear pinch or three more days of forced to a pile, whatever it is, I might do a, a little bit more of something. And all of a sudden, when I go back to where I had left off, where our challenge was, it's no longer a challenge. It's just, we just breeze right through it. I have trained other dogs that other people have force fetched, whether it be their owner, like an amateur who'd never done it before or another pro who didn't do it. Like I do it or gave up, or whatever the case may be. Like, one dog I can think of, it's Huey's mother, actually. She had been with another pro who forced fetched her, and she was very vocal. If you just touched her ear, she'd be like, and you're not even doing anything. You're just holding her ear and said, fetch, and she's screaming like you're killing her. And what I think happened what, what had happened was, what I think had happened was she'd scream, and so the guy would be like, screw this, I'm done. Or she's screaming, I'm going to let off the pressure. And so all of a sudden, her brain, instead of the pressure's turned off when I grab this and hold on to it, the pressure's uh, turned off when I scream. That makes sense. Okay. so She just outsmarted the guy. You're damn right she did. So she learned that... If I scream and holler and fight and roll around and roll on my back and whatever, then the pressure's turned off. Instead, what she should learn is the pressure's turned off by fetching the bumper. So it took me a little while, and, like, I had to ride, I always say, like, ride the rodeo, ride that Bronco. They might wrestle, they might fight, they might do this, they might do that. If you ride it out, remember puppies nipping. It's the same concept. If they learn that they can nip you and they can wrestle and get away with it, guess what they're going to do? They're, every time you grab them and do something to them, they're going to wrestle and get away with it. Or if they're food aggressive and they growl. They just well, learn that, they just learn that if they you growl, stay. you'll stay away from my food. It's the same idea as what this Huey's mother did. She would squeal and holler, and they would let go of the pressure. Well, I didn't. I'm a jerk. I didn't. I held on to that pressure. I stayed relaxed and calm, but I held on to that pressure until she... And then I would help her. I'd, like, get that thing in her mouth, turn the pressure off. And then I would increase the more difficulty as we went. But she learned that, like, the world isn't ending. And I'm not going to get my way by screaming and hollering. And all of a sudden, she got it. And now she's a versatile champion in the NAVDA world. So, so I mean, you- I didn't, tr- you know, like... I'll take a little credit for getting her through force fetch because she couldn't before, but just like 80%. (laughs) (laughs) So we were doing well on ear pinch. At this point, the dog is holding. They understand. I'm, I'm with you. I know you're trying to get us back to where we were. Okay. So here's where we were. We talked about day one. And then how I see a lot of people going to the dog and in the marks saying like, oh, get it, buddy, bring it here, fetch it up. Just let them be. Teach them how to mark. Teach them how to come when they're called. Teach them how to hunt. All those things are good. Do not nitpick them in the field during force fetch if they drop the bumper a few feet away. Now, there are instances where I will stop throwing retrieves in the field. If they eat birds, if they pluck feathers, if they shred ducks. If they run all over Hell's Half Acre, uh, meaning like they go and get the bird and just take off and romp around and screw around, that tells me you have a here problem with training and force fetch. So you need to get them better on here and then finish force fetch. Um, What else? Or they just generally quit. I have had a few in the years that have just straight up quit And you have to then either ease off force fetch and increase fun bumpers and increase fun again in the field and then bring force fetch back or finish force fetch and force them to do it. I'd prefer to make it fun and then bring force fetch back. But All right, let's get back to like day one here. So day one, we're light on the ear, doing the old middle finger in the mouth, thumb and holding it in there and petting. Do that for about a week. Now, I'm going to increase the ear pinch pressure. I'm going to start to feel out what their tolerance is. I'm going to increase how uncomfortable this is. I'm not going to crank on them. I'm not going to grind on them, but I'm going to feel it out. How much can this puppy take? And they might go, ooh, and then they're going to open their mouth. So, real quick before we move on, you, you said puppy. How old... Be- And this should be a quick one. Like, how old would you roughly recommend? And every dog's probably different. But give or take, at what age would you start Force swatch? Good job, Kevin. Thank you, Bob. Mm, We wait until their adult teeth are in. So, generally speaking, that's around six, seven months old. I also think there's a thing called maturity in a dog. I do think that there are some dogs that are just a little too immature at six-month-old to go after this. So maybe seven, eight months old is a better time frame. we built other things in them in that timeline that's, you know during six and seven months to get them rolling. But a really well-started dog who loves to retrieve and does all a lot of great things right, we can as soon as those adult teeth come in, we can do it. A lot of pointer people, a lot of the NABDA people don't force-fetch right away. I do, Um, and the retriever world does. So, they're to each his own. Um, So, now, like I was saying, I start increasing that uncomfortability on that ear as we go. And I'm going to feel them out. So, in the beginning, what you're going to see is their mouth is going to stay shut. You have to do the middle finger trick get your thumb and help roll it into their mouth. But what you're going to also notice is if I take the bumper and I hold it two inches from their face after like day three. Okay. After day three of helping them get it into their mouth in five minutes, I'm doing 20 reps in eight minutes. I'm doing 30 reps every time that bumper is in their mouth and I'm petting them and it's cool and comfortable Every time I do that, and the pressure's turned off, they're going to be like, if that is in my mouth, then he stops pinching my ear, and then he pets me. Uncomfortable, comfortable, praise. There is going to be a second in their brain where they're like, I think I'm just going to go and get that thing. And they're going to open their mouth. Now, they might not reach for it right away, but they're going to open their mouth put it in their mouth okay just slide it in happy just tap it in okay so you're just going to put it in their mouth and then praise okay there's gonna be a lot of innuendos during this i got a lot of innuendos going especially on instagram live where i'm like here here pet them underneath pet them on the head stick with me everybody all right Possibly lunging for it, but maybe not. But they're at least opening their mouth. They're showing you effort. Now, some dogs go lock jaw on you. I will get on that dog very hard. Okay, so I'm going to pinch hard. And they're going to open that mouth to go, boom. As soon as that mouth opens, I'm getting that bumper in their mouth. Okay? I'm going to take time first. Before I do that, I'm going to take time first to... Pry the mouth open and get the bumper in there. The paint, I keep saying bumper, but right now it's all paint roller. So even if I say paint roller right now, I really mean. You're backwards. Yeah. See. See how I do that. Right now, I'm all paint roller. So some dogs will go lock jaw; they won't open their mouth. So you got to do one of two things: you have to take more time to get it in there, and then turn the pressure off, or you ramp up the ear pinch pressure. Or some people do toe hitch I know Wes does toe hitch I don't So I'm not even going to dive into that But I'm going to ramp up the pressure Until they kind of squeal Okay It's going to suck It's going to squeal a little bit Mouth opens Bang In their mouth Praise Oh my gosh Good dog Easy now Good boy Oh good girl Yeah easy Love on them So you just Uncomfortable Comfortable And praised Take it out Do it again And again, and again, and again, and all of a sudden you don't have to go as hard because they just realize like as soon as my mouth is open and that thing's in there, I win. So all you're trying to do is in this dog's brain, uncomfortable, comfortable, and praise, get the bumper or paint roller in their mouth, turn the pressure off and praise. Okay. So now the process is they are opening their mouth. You insert. Now you're not going to insert. This is like maybe four sessions of them just opening, right? Now you're not going to insert it. Now you're just going to hold it there at two or three inches away. And they're going to open their mouth and they're going to be like, well, why aren't you inserting it into my mouth? And you're just going to kind of keep that light to medium pressure on their ear. And they're going to be like, I don't don't know what to do. Why aren't you holding it in my mouth? Okay. And all of a sudden they're going to be like, wait a minute when it goes in my mouth he turns the pressure off and they're going to reach and as soon as they reach for it they grab it and you turn the pressure off and and some dogs are snappy whap, 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 and some dogs are really slow with it take your time i don't know what your dog's going to do but the goal is for them to reach grab the bumper and hold it and you turn the pressure off as soon as the bumper is in their mouth pressure's off and praise. Okay? So now again, reps, reps, reps. You're getting them to reach. Now instead of having it two inches from their mouth, you're having it two inches above their mouth, so they gotta lift their head up and grab it. And then they gotta bend their head down and grab it. And then they gotta move their head to the right and to the left. And they're reaching. Whap, 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 whap. Now we're now we're teaching force fetch. Pressure on, pressure off, and praise. They're reaching, lunging, snapping, grabbing, and holding. During this time, when you start getting it, they're going to start rolling it again, usually. Because now they're, like, excited. They're like, I think I figured this out. And they're going to spit it, for instance. Let's say they spit it. Immediately, pressure goes back on that ear. So, pressure back on the ear. I've got to grab my bumper, wherever it is, paint roller, wherever it is, and get them to get it again. So as soon as they chomp it or spit or, like, roll it or tongue it or whatever they're going to do that's weird, that's not a nice, calm hold, I'm going to pop them under the jaw. Hold. Good. Pat. Hold. Good. Pat. Hold. If they actually spit it, pressure goes back on the ear. So as soon as soon, the only time there's no pressure on that ear now, basically, is when the bumper's in their mouth. Okay? So... I say fetch, pressure on, they lunge for the bumper and grab it, I take the pressure off the ear, good dog, they spit it, immediately pressure goes on the ear, fetch, okay, so ear pinch, I grab my bumper where, you know, maybe it's on the ground, maybe it's over here, whatever, I grab it, I hold it in front of them, and I get it into their mouth, and I turn the pressure off, good dog, now let's say this is a persistent problem we had we had a good question come in that's kind of like along these lines where uh gray sturge um that's my buddy from south carolina that's my buddy from south carolina nice uh what do you recommend doing for a dog that won't drop a bird during training with a collar but when they're at a hunt test with no collar they'll drop it and not want to pick it up even though when you tell them fetch son of a pup man did you train this dog no, no, he's just a good buddy of mine. Um, what would I do? Because to me, it seems like the, the dog might just need more obedience. That it, it if it knows how to do it, it's just it's kind of giving you the the middle finger. Yes. Then you need to win that argument that you you don't give me the middle finger. Absolutely. Yeah, I think you. Does that make sense? Yeah, actually, Kevin hey Yeah, let's not give him too much credit. His head will get big, guys. Um, no, I think Kevin's answer is kind of right. So, I, again, we talked about that chink in the link. We've got to work on your metaphors, too. I feel like you're all over the map tonight. Chink in the link? It's chink in the armor. And you're like a There's chink in the link like fence. in the chink. I don't know, man. <laughs> all right. He listen. said they'll pick it up when you tell them fetch. They just drop it at the hunt test. At, that's what he said, yeah. Yeah. Um... But you know i don't know what i would do i would take the e-collar off in training and i would try and train where that dog makes a mistake in training and i get on to them so they understand that whether you got the collar on or off i can still get you to get that bird so it's a really difficult concept and thing to deal with that he's he's bringing up like if they don't do it in training, how do I fix it in a test? Um, you just have to try and recreate the excitement, the environment, and and then teach, use a teaching moment to say, no, 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 no. You have to do it. And I don't think it would take very long for them to figure out the difference or there is no difference. All right, now back into some ear pinch. And we're almost done. We're going to do a two-parter here. We're I think fish, that's good. We're gonna finish up ear pinch and then next episode we'll dip into how to transition to an e collar and the next steps. Um, so now we're either on the table or on the ground but in between your legs where they're they they are very much grasping that as soon as you say fetch and put ear pr- pinch pressure on, they are reaching for grabbing up, down, left, and right, grabbing the bumper or or paint roller and holding on to it. They're not spitting it anymore and all that jazz. So the next step would be to get them moving. So I'm going to put them on the ground. And if you are already on the ground, like in the corner, you're just going to get them to walk towards it. So you're going to hold it up in the air like you've got the dog by the collar in your left hand. Fold the ear back with your thumb, pinch the ear, fetch, and hold that bumper out in front of their face. And they've got to take a couple steps towards it. They grab it. Good dog. Do it again. Fetch. And again, this is about reps. This isn't an eight-minute session where you do it eight times. This is an eight-minute session where you do it 30 times or 20 times or 15 times. You're reading the dog. And their attitude and all that jazz. But we're, we're building reps. They understand fetch and turn on and off because you've done it a bunch. Not because you did it three times good. Do it a bunch of times. If they don't do it well, no big deal. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Oh, wow. By the eighth time, they, they're doing better. They're starting to get it. They're starting to get it. So now I'm going to start getting them to walk. And I'm going to start to get them to lean down and get it. And pick it up off the ground. And, and a lot of times when you put that bumper or paint roller on the ground the dog's going to completely be like i don't know what you're talking about as soon as you pick that bumper up and raise it up one inch off the ground really boom, they got it they're gonna lunge for it it is what it is it's almost every dog almost every dog That's interesting so i will hold that do several reps or a session where i'm holding it an inch above the ground and that dog's lunging down and grabbing it and then i might take my hand and just gently angle it so like one tip is on the ground and one tip is in the air in my hand but i guarantee you as soon as you take your hand away (laughs) you've got to just pick it up they're going to be like i don't know what you're talking about that's weird man. yeah so you just got to help kind of like the walking fetch that's the beginning of walking fetch and that's exactly where we're going to start off next episode but The goal is, between now and then, before our next episode, (laughs) right, is that's the step where if you can get them to pick it up off of the ground, you're grooving, and then you can progress to walking fetch via ear pinch. So on next episode, stick with us. Force fetch continued will be ear pinch, walking fetch, Collar walking fetch, ladder fetch, and starting force to a pile. E E-co- And e-collars, right? Did I say that? Yes. Yeah. So we're going to overlay all that stuff and finish force fetch. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it was super informative. I I, I would like to do a video. I feel like we have a lot of people asking for videos and I stuff know, like just, that. There's so much going on. It's There's a lot. So I don't want to promise we're going to do one right away, but... This would be a great video. Yeah. Maybe like an ebook video thing that we can all get into. Um, and you can like subscribe or something to it where you can be in the club and watch it. But I hope it was informative. I hope you can close your eyes while you're listening to this and kind of see what I'm doing in your head and how maybe your dog did or didn't do what I described. If you have questions, Send us a direct message, and I'd be happy to, you know, walk you through it again. Um, Maybe pinch your ear during it. This is a, so you yeah, this is it. a very technical thing, and I've probably force-fetched several hundred dogs now in my career. And there are people who've pinched ears, 10,000 ears. There's a lot to it, and a lot depends on the dog and the personality, and you, and time, and timing. Um, so, every dog's different. Every person is different. Everybody's ability to read a dog's body language is different. There's a lot that goes into this, but it, don't be intimidated by it. Follow a process, listen to what we're talking about, and apply it to your training. Um, a couple questions we got in, like, is my dog too old for this? No, not really. Like, I'm probably not going to pinch a 7-year-old's ear, you know. Just just let the dog be 7 years old and be done and as good as it'll ever be. But if you got a 3-year-old dog and you really have higher expectations of it, I don't see a problem with it. I mean, I think when I was at RETS, I did a 6-year-old dog. The owner wanted it to do blind retrieves, and the only way we could get it to do blind retrieves is if we taught it force fetch and took it through a force program to teach it that way and we got it um so no dog is too old no dog is too smart dumb hard soft take your time patience and and do it and i believe in you that you can do it too so um thanks for tuning in Check out LoneDuckOutfitters.com. If you dig the show, give us a a support by maybe buying a hat or a T-shirt. And we also have some new designs that we're working on just in time for the holiday season. So please tune in, subscribe, thumbs up it, share it with friends, and tune in for Force Fetch continued next time. Hey, if you haven't done it already, jump into patreon.com forward slash Lone Duck If you enjoy the show and want to support the show, if this show has helped you and your dog grow together, if you enjoy our Instagram, if we've helped you at all, it's like buying me and Kevin a beer and you get more one-on-one from me. You get content that doesn't hit Instagram or YouTube and it enters you to win a free hunt with me and Kevin in Missouri this duck season. So jump on, links in the description. We'd be happy to have you and love to help you. i <tries>